What is going on? Happy Monday. Happy MLK Day to you and yours. Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The phone numbers, as always, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. The email is Pete at ThePeteCallenderShow.com, and that's Callender with a K. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter at Pete Callender as well. So, uh, uh, have you have you seen the uh, have you seen the new statue in Boston celebrating Martin Luther King Jr.? It was uh, disrobed over the weekend, or unveiled, I guess. Maybe. Um, it's terrible. Okay, spoiler alert, it's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible statue. It's like 64,000 pounds. It's like solid bronze. The name of it is called The Embrace. The Embrace. And it features two sets of arms holding each other. It's an, uh, it's a, an artistic interpretation of the classic photo of Coretta Scott King and her husband, Martin Luther King Jr., hugging after he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. But it's just their arms. Just their arms. I don't know, maybe the sculptor, uh, sculptor isn't good at doing faces or something. I don't know. You know, you got to play to your strengths. So maybe they're just really, they're like, a, they're an arms artist, you know? They just, they focus on the arms. They they got the arms down. Although, that would seem to be uh, not the case, considering what the sculpture ended up looking like. And if you haven't seen a picture of it, I'm going to try to describe it in FCC-appropriate terms. All right. So it was unveiled at the Boston Common. They put this... Huge, massive structure. So basically, like, you can stand, like, three, four people wide, like, side to side, underneath, like, the archways of of where the arms begin. And from one perspective, the first picture that I saw, I saw people, like, saying, what the heck is up with this? And And I saw the initial pictures over the weekend. And, by the way, I support more statues of MLK. My, like when when uh, when we have the, the 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 statue removal debate and they're you know coming to tear down statues of you know the Klansmen and then uh, you know famous people from history who did double plus on good things and then of course going after like the founding fathers and so my response has always been I want more statues let's put more statues up more statues honoring other people. That run counter to those others. Now, some people, I think, yeah, should not be celebrated. For example, Nathan Bedford Forrest. I, I don't think the founder of the Klan should really be honored any longer. You guys could take those down. Fine with that. L- local communities should have the ability to make these decisions if they're on public property. If it's on somebody's private property, then that's their statue and you can pound sand. But I want more statues. So I saw, okay, MLK is getting a statue in Boston. Uh which Boston, just historically speaking, pretty racisty place. Just a heads up on that one. Anyway, so he's getting a statue there, which is fantastic. So 
I looked at it and I said, that's it's weird. It almost looks like some onion rings or something. And then, of course, that prompted me to think, did they hire that artist from Charlotte that gave us the big onion rings? What is it over there off of uh, Randolph Road? Right. The big onion ring sculpture at the apartment complex on the corner. I think it's Wendover, Wendover and Randolph, I think. Um, same artist that did the discs, I believe. That lo- They look like Frisbee golf discs or Frisbees that are just like stuck in the ground along the South Corridor light rail line. Yeah. They look like deep fried Frisbees. Anyway, I, uh, I saw the, the statue and I saw the initial picture and I thought, well, the first thing I thought was it looks like that meme that photo where have you ever seen this of a guy with his head tucked up into his own rear end? Have you seen this picture? It's all on the interwebs. You know, it's obviously a Photoshop. Somebody, you know, manipulated the picture to make it look like that, but it's, that's the first thing it looked like to me because I couldn't understand what it was I was looking at, you know, because it didn't immediately resemble two arms or two sets of arms embracing not from the angle I saw. So then you start panning around because, you know, it's a big sculpture. You can kind of pan around. You walk around it. And then you get to the money shot, which is it It looks pretty phallic. And by pretty phallic, I mean identical. Okay? It looks, it, it looks like two hands holding up what is this, you know, it looks like an arm. But it doesn't look like an arm. But it's the size of an arm. That's what the sculpture looks like. Martin Luther King III approved the piece, which was designed by conceptual artist. There's your first problem. Hired a conceptual artist. Hank Willis Thomas for the organization Embrace Boston. The artwork's funding was the result of a public-private fundraising partnership. The city of Boston said on its online site, it's unclear how much public money may have gone into the sculpture. Although the price tag is pegged at $10 million. $10 million for that phallic piece of bronze. Some of the family members of Coretta Scott King, not so happy, Seneca Scott, told the New York Post, while he could not speak for other members of the family, he felt the 25-foot-wide, 65,000-pound sculpture was a waste of money that should be melted down. Quote, it's doubly insulting to the black community who still, on average, too many of us are below the poverty line. You're spending $10 million on a bronze statue without heads on it? Man, it's a joke. Right there, you don't even see their faces. This is what I call art by explanation. Art by explanation. When you, when you approach this thing and you look at it, and if you're approaching it from the one side where it looks phallic, you're thinking, oh my gosh, like have they erected, um, okay, that's a bad term. Have they built a sculpture, a statue to Sodom and Gomorrah? Like, is, like you, if you're coming at it from that one angle, you might think that. What are they, celib- what, did, what is this? And then you start walking around, and you're like, what, what am I looking at? A guy with his head up his own butt? That's a meme. This is a gif or something. And then you get all the way on the other side, and you're like, oh, wait, there are cufflinks there. Hang on a second. Those are arms. They are the hands. What, what is this? The embrace? What, what is this? Now, unless they've got a picture of the famous picture of King and his wife celebrating the Nobel Prize, 
do they have a picture of that right there? So you can say, oh, this is what this is supposed to be. See, and right there is the proof it's not art. Because you're looking at something and you're like, what is this supposed to be? And then you look and say, oh, it's this. Well, you know what? Just do that. That's the thing that's recognizable. Oh, but Pete, you just don't understand art. Okay, fair enough. I took a lot of art classes and instruction in the course of my K-12 and even collegiate uh, tenure. But fine, you want to say I don't know anything about art? I just think art should move you and should speak to you. Art should be identifiable as art. You should understand pretty quickly some message that the artist is giving you besides porn. I'm just that like that's I you don't you go someplace else for that. You don't need you don't need that in the public park. Although nowadays yeah. I have cleaned up the comments from some of the folks that were at the thing and uh, Seneca Scott wrote in a blog post. I've tried to clean it up as much as possible. But this gets to my larger point. So much art is just terrible. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, so uh, President Biden is uh, touting all of his uh, spending, all of the bills that the Democrats passed, attacking trickle-down economics in a phlegmy political partisan speech in honor of MLK Day, obviously. You want to go ahead and bring it up, and let's uh, let's take a listen to where he's at now in his... Uh, she is leading the effort. Yeah. We're expanding efforts to build black generational wealth like every other person who built their wealth. How'd they build it? Homes. They invested in the Influence peddling. Homes. That's how it got built. You know, if yeah. you build a, in the last 25 years, if you build a, a, a housing development on one side of an interstate highway and you built the same one on the opposite side and one is predominantly black and the other is predominantly white, guess what? The value of the exact same home built by the exact same builder is more valuable on the white side of that highway than on the, on the black side. That's a fact. So we're going to aggressively, aggressively combat racial discrimination in housing, including working to restore the rule that says if a community gets a federal housing aid, it's not enough just to say it won't discriminate. It has to be meaningful, affirmative steps to overcome patterns of segregation and give everybody a fair shot that lives there. The same thing. And by the way, if you live in one of those neighborhoods and you have the same exact car I have in the other neighborhood, you pay more for your insurance on that side. No basis for it, none at all, other than you're black, and I'm white. We're also working with leaders to strengthen programs See, to address the, the negative impacts of, of, re, of redlining. <clears throat> One of the things I was a young county councilman, that's what almost lost me election, but I'm very proud of it, trying to take care of redlining and get rid of discrimination. We're launching a $1 billion pilot project funded by my bipartisan infrastructure law that Nancy made sure we got passed. Nance, thank you. <clears throat> I'm going to have to fact check that redlining part. communities where highways are councilman. physically broken, broken them up and locked out predominantly black communities from opportunities for economic growth. In the city of Wilmington, Delaware, where I'm from, 
Well, guess what? I-95 goes up through what used to be a predominantly black neighborhood. Mm. Well, now you got seven, eight, nine lanes, exits and on ramps and off ramps that divide the community. It's lost its coherence. Well, there's remediation money in the in, in the in the uh, infrastructure bill to be able to pave over that to have what? so that's a tunnel instead of you put parkland in there, put re- recreation facilities in there, community centers in there. And finally, we're addressing the cruel fact that a black family's homes often appraised, as I said, at much lower value than the homes owned by the same home owned by white families. Black small businesses are the engines and the economic glue of any community. I need not tell anybody in this room. Restaurants, law firms, barbershops, beauty shops. These are the folks that hold the community together. They're the ones that sponsor the Little, the, the little League. They're the ones that sponsor the church events. They're the ones that sponsor... Yeah, the they're all small businesses. Small business. They're the ones that sponsor everything. They keep a community going. Well, to hold that community together, we need to encourage more of that. So I'm proud I signed a law that permanently authorizes the Minority Small Business Development Agency for the first time in our history. And it gives, ex- it gives expanded authority to help even more black-owned businesses grow. My administration also oversees hundreds of billions of dollars in federal contracts from everything from refurbishing the deck of an aircraft carrier to installing rails and handrails in a federal building. Well, I determined a long time ago when I first got in that, you know, there's a law that was passed in the late 30s, 1930s, that says that if you, in fact, are going to spend taxpayers' dollars and the president has to authorize where that's spent, it should be spent by American, on American-made products by American businesses. Well, guess what? We're doing it. And an awful lot of people are going to work. An awful lot of people are going to work. And folks, in that... In this that, is an MLK Day address. When we uh, award those contracts, I made a commitment increasing from what is now roughly 10% of those contracts going to minority businesses to 15%, to 15% by 2025. And the share of those dollars are going to go to small business and disadvantaged businesses, including black and brown-owned businesses. That's going to mean an additional... All right, all right. right. I just... uh, He's getting worse, guys. He's getting worse. I mean, when he's not clearing his throat and hacking up a lung... He's slurring together words. Yesterday or day before, I think, uh, he, he could not pronounce the name of his own Supreme Court justice appointment. Ketanji Brown Jackson called her Kajan Gigi and then called her Drown Jackson. Just, he's not getting better. He's not getting better. And this is an MLK Day address. And he's going through this laundry list of the Inflation Reduction Act, the Build Back Better or whatever it was, all of the spending, and look at all the freebies I gave you. Look at all the freebies I gave you. That's what. That's essentially what he's saying. So transactional. Zero inspiration. Kind of like that statue that they just put up in Boston Common. I do not know 
I've, I've gotten a couple questions about this. I'll ask during the next break. I do not know why WBT is no longer playing on the TuneIn app. Uh, it, the live stream apparently is not working on TuneIn. I don't know why, uh, but I will make a note of it here. I've gotten a couple uh, questions about it, and I will endeavor to find out why. Keith, thank you. Russ says, these public art projects just show our emperors just like flaunting their new clothes. <laughs> that's the thing. Like The art projects are so devoid of any kind of inspiration, anything that, that, that moves you. I mean, if you've gone by the onion rings, if you've driven by the onion rings, and look, I've been doing this a long time. I've, I've critiqued a lot of public art projects in my day. My favorite, some of my favorite. I mean, the onion rings, obviously one of the favorites. I mean, they're just so ridiculous, but like, have you ever driven by the onion rings and been like, man, that inspires me to do something well, anything like great or good or even just mediocre. Does it does it inspire you to do a single thing except look at it and be like, man, I wonder who came up with that idea. Like, what is that? Just like some big old onion rings sitting on the ground. Weird. Um, it doesn't insp- inspire. It doesn't move you. And there I got a bunch of them. There was one. Let's see. Um here in, in Mecklenburg, they were doing a wastewater treatment facility, I believe. A, a stink plant, right? Yeah, they're building a stink plant. And um, as, and because the city ordinance required 1% of all public projects, budgets, to be devoted to public art, we had to install public art at the poo plant. And so they put some bench in. They put some bench, like, as you walk up, to the, to the sewer treatment facility. Because that's where I want to go have lunch. Like I would very much like to sit outside on the bench and just, you know, hey, look at this artistic bench. I will say at least the artist made it functional, which nowadays, like, that's even usually beyond uh, a lot of artist capabilities. But at least it was functional. You got to sit on the thing. What else? Remember the one that they did at the police academy when they opened up the police academy? And... Um, it's uh, I, I don't even know if it's still there. I should go check it out, see if it's still there. Um, but it, it, it literally looked like garbage. And the janitor threw it away because he didn't know. <laughs> he threw it away. It was, it was like some chicken wire, hay bale kind of, or not hay bale, um, uh, like metal fencing, like, uh, like that, that, not rebar. Well, I guess there was probably rebar in it. But it was supposed to look like the shield. You know, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department's shield and their shield, in case you hadn't seen it, at least this is what it used to be. I don't know if it still is. Maybe they've undergone a rebrand. But they back then it was uh, it looked like a hornet's nest because it harkens back to right when the was it the Revolutionary War and the British commander came through and we really kicked up a hornet's nest going through Charlotte. Right. And so that's why they always the name hornets is always associated with Charlotte It's for that very reason. Um, and so the, the, the badge sort of did, they did an, a, a representation of sort of the badge, but it also kind of looks like a, a hornet's nest. And so this, this chicken wire sculpture was supposed to look like that, but obviously it did not <laughs> to the point where someone threw it away. Um, what else? Oh, up in, when I was up in Asheville, yes, they do it up there too. Stupid art. 
So here we go. There was a bridge crossed a, 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 a creek or a river, a stream, I don't know. And uh, you walk across this thing, and they, they covered it all up. They, so you can't see what the water is. They did the same thing here, I believe, right? It's uh, Central Avenue, right? Didn't they do that on Central Avenue where they, they covered up the side? So, like, you can't even stand and look over the side of the bridge at the actual stream. You can't look at the actual nature No, they've blocked it off with a visual representation of the nature they are blocking. (laughs) This is this is stupidity. Liz, welcome to the program. Hello, Liz. Hello, is this Pete? Yes, this is Pete. How are you? Pete, it is so nice to talk to you. Same. (laughs) I follow you on Twitter with a microscope. I love it. You really do. You you get all the you you touch on all the hot topics. We try to. I do a lot of the wet work over there. You know, you know. I yeah. do. I do a little bit of uh, a little bit of poking and antagonizing sometimes. I like it. Yeah. that's good. We need some trolling. Yes, much more of it. I wanted to. I, I just got in the car and heard you were talking about that ridiculous sculpture in Boston. Is that what you were talking about? And I yes. didn't realize the onion ring. I totally know what you're talking about. I never knew that was. An, I mean. Is that just what you call them? No, yeah, that's what I call them. I have no idea what it's supposed to represent. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. As soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, that's what he's talking about. Now, I have been, now, Liz, I've been informed here by Russ on Twitter that I have no business commenting on art. The Randolph installation is obviously curly fries, not onion rings, and the light rail uh, is mud-caked tractor cultivators. That's what makes them art. So, no. No. Whatever the interpretation is. Yes, exactly. Well, it was like the original rendition of the Uptown Arena. They put all of these, um, they they had uh, these sculptures that uh, they looked like trees. They were supposed to represent trees, but then they had lights on them, and they looked like, like metallic, and like the end of the branches had these little lights on them or whatever. And the, the city council was like, well, don't we have trees there? Why don't we just plant trees? Why, why, why are we going to rip out all the trees and then put fake trees in there? You know, it, man, it, Charlotte is so cute, though. We really try. <laughs> like we are like the cutest town in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, we have our moments. We have our moments. We want to be like cultural icons. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but onion rings ain't going to do it. That's not how you no. get there. All right. So, what did you think of the MLK statue when you first saw it? Um, I can. You know what? I think of like. Um, Think of like the South Park episode where everybody (laughs) is so into themselves that they just smell their farts all the time. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. That's what the MLK statue reminded me of. I Uh, mean, that was somebody, some young kid with green hair had this idea. They saw this picture and they thought they would make this stupid rendering of basically two hands holding a turd from what I can tell. Well, that's that is actually a, a that's a less pornographic uh, uh, version of what it represents. Yes, it could also look like a big turd. That's true. I, just, I said, it to, said it to my husband last night. I'm like, what do you think about this? <laughs> what would you say this is? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's what a big waste of money. I mean, what was it? $10 million? $10 million. Do you know how many homeless people they have in Boston? Like, if you're in Cambridge, it's it's homeless people everywhere. Use the money for that. Yeah, I mean they could have they, they, they could have done like a scholarship for like two students at uh, at the university. At Harvard. Yeah, exactly. Just two. All right. Thank you, Liz. I appreciate the call. Good to talk with you. Pete, good talking to you. All right, Bye-bye. take care.
Brandon says, Pete, I thought that the light rail art was supposed to be giant Nilla wafers. They're a little too clay color, Georgia clay color. A little too, little too orangish, I think. Um, uh, Ikifu says, oh, you're talking about the poo sculpture. <laughs> so obviously Ikifu on Twitter thought the same thing that Liz did, that it looks like two hands holding a turd. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. All it is is two arms, two sets of arms. That's all this is. That's all it is. Why? Why would you why, why would you remove the arms of of civil rights icons? Why do you take their arms off? Like what like are you a child messing with your sister's Barbies or something? Why would you do such a thing? They're part, they're part of the whole person. Why would you I know, I just don't understand the art, I guess. It's beyond me. Um, I'm also getting reports of a clicking sound. I don't know. We'll try it right now. It says it's occurring when I'm not speaking. Let's see. I hear it. Yeah, I can hear a clicking sound, too. That's interesting. All right. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. See, this is the nice thing about working live uh, talk radio is we have everybody to do the engineering sound checks for us, which I'm serious. Like that's, it's one of the nice things that, you know, like immediately if something's wrong, that's why I always say, if we get knocked off air, you know, people tell us. And I always say, if you can't hear me, please call. Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110, email is Pete at the thepetecalendarshow.com, and uh, remember, get the podcast, and by the way, yes, you can stream at WBT.com, get the app right there, right on your smartphone, right on your tablet, never miss a moment. Hello, Terry, welcome to the show, how are you? Hey, Pete, as always, you're on spot, and you're hilarious as ever. Well, thank you. Um, Looks got me here. I'm going to ride him as long as I can. Truth and and humor go hand in hand. (laughs) Um, I was going to comment on the um, whatever that thing is that they unveiled in Boston. Uh, I was thinking of the uh, statue, I think it's in Mount Area, of um, Andy Griffith and uh, Ronnie Howard. Yeah, I thought, well, I think it's Andy Griffin. Yeah. Hey. What I say? <laughs> Andy Griffith? Andy Griffith and Ron Howard, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's got his arm on uh, Opie's sh- uh, shoulder. So this should have, he didn't have enough vision that this artist in Boston, they, they should have just put a shoulder there with a hand on <laughs> that's it. Right. And everybody would have known immediately that's his. <laughs> He was talking right. about. Right, because obviously, knows. yeah, when you walk up to a statue in uh, Boston Common, you're going to see these two hands, and you're going to be like, oh, that's MLK, of course. <laughs> that's the point I was trying to make. Okay. <laughs> right. That's just absurd. Yeah, thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. It's just awful. Right. Like, who looks at two, who looks at two sets of arms wrapped uh, around kind of each other and from one angle kind of looks like two hands holding either a poo or 
something else, a male anatomic body part, right? Like, who thought that this is going to symbolize MLK without an explanation? This is the this is my beef. This is this is the thing. See, I can tell art because nobody has to tell me it's art. It it, it presents itself as such. I do not need somebody to explain to me the thing I am looking at is actually art. Because it is. It reveals itself. And if it's really, really good, it reveals itself many different ways over the course of time. You look at it. You see different things. You see it in different ways. It speaks to you differently. Right? That's the thing about great art. Okay, so I guess this does speak to us in different ways. All right, to be fair, this sculpture does speak to us in different ways. In one way, it's saying, hey, look, where's some arms? In another way, it's saying, hey, look, here's some hands holding a a piece of poo. And then in another way, it's like, hey, look, here's some hands. We're holding a a male appendage. Like, I guess. So, all right, check that box. It does. Okay. Uh, Taylor says, Pete, the... The public art is still there at the front seat at the at the front desk of the police academy and it is still hideous. <laughs> it is still there. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think you can ever get rid of it. I'm just like I always imagined like what was the artist's reaction when because they were in the middle of doing the install. They were getting ready to open the building up and that sort of thing, and so the artist was there putting in the uh, putting in the piece, you know. And they were they were they were doing that, and in that process, they you know they they didn't finish uh, the first day, so they left it there, and they were going to come back, and then they come back the next day, and the thing was in the dumpster, and so they had to go out. And I just always imagined what must the artist have been thinking, and what did that look like? Like my imagination. I can picture this artist trudging out to the dumpster, getting there, his or her, I don't know, getting there, uh, or zher, getting getting zher, getting their piece out of the dumpster and having to walk it back in. Meanwhile, a whole bunch of like construction workers probably standing around looking at this thing going, what the heck is that? Why are you, what are you pulling out of the trash? That's obviously refuse, you know? I just always think like, what, what must that have been like? Like a walk of shame, you know? <laughs> now, uh, I say all of this. I'm not bitter. I did actually uh, make a uh, suggestion for a public art project up in Asheville when they built one of the hotels and they were opening up one side of the wall. And uh, uh, I suggested that it uh, be painted with a P and then a K. And the P represented the circularity of all things, of the seasons, and the straight line on the P represented us and, you know, coming into this circularity of our lives and the world and nature. And I had a whole explanation for all of it. I did not win the grant. I did not win the grant. It did look good, though. The the final painting I did, it it did look good. You know why? Because it had a face. I think that's the problem. A lot of art doesn't have faces.